Welcome, everybody, to this week's OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode number four, D. Mark Cucurella. Shout out to Mark Cucurella, the new uh, Chelsea left-back. This week's podcast, Kieran, is based around the return of the Premier League season. Kieran, what do you think? It was a spicy uh, start, baby. <laughs> and we also introduced a new segment named Around the World in 60 Seconds, where I document... What happened in the world of football in 60 seconds? Well, creative, I know. We also have the return of Jersey of the Week, Cod of the Week returns as well. And yeah, we hope you enjoy this week's episode. Be sure to check us out on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Take care. You asked for the old intros back, baby. <laughs> I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji and Sopolis. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that... Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is he a fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Cucarella. Cucarella, he's Paella, he drinks a Stella. His hair is massive, or whatever the song goes. Welcome, everybody, to this week's OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode number four. You join us mid, Mark Cucarella chant. Kieran, how are you? That is the namesake for this episode. It is. I'm good, Adzi, how are you? Yeah, uh, yeah, not bad. I'm a bit, bit hot and heavy in here because it's, it's about 22 degrees out. It's just us. Uh, no, it's, it's the weather. No, it's, 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 the, it's the impending globe warm, Kieran. <laughs> Stop that crap. <laughs> the earth is flat. Um, Cran, we have a, a packed out show this week. Yeah, a bit too packed out for my like, and I prefer a less packed out show, but look, here we are. So, Kieran, how's your week been? We've, we were back in work on the weekend, but how, how's your week been in general? Um, yeah, week's been busy. Tired. We Obviously, we were working on Saturday um, in the tree arena. Madness, Madness. was on. Madness by name, Madness by nature. Yeah, the week has been, it's 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 been public transport ridden, Adzi, to be honest, because I've just been going everywhere, like I was running around to the golf course, having to hop on this bus there, this bus here, meeting people here, public transport, public transport, going out, public transport, and to be honest, I'm sick of public transport, it's a shambles, and I think they're trying to accommodate people by making more trans- public transport available but I, I think in fact it's slowing everything down and it's making people's days worse because they just keep building like lanes for public transport <laughs> and it's just slowing all the traffic down I'm so serious here what, no what's what's the point of it they're trying to make the city pedestrianised which I disagree with because I just don't I, I think cars are grand yeah what's wrong with cars mm, true. it's like oh we're gonna Make more buses so that there's less carbon dioxide in the air. Just make fucking electric cars then. Yeah, true. And don't or bother. Hybrids. Yeah, 
And like the whole point of a car is having your own personal space to to <laughs> breathe and to not have some crying child beside you, just annoying you all the time, or some uh, some fella just screaming in your ear. That's why you want the car. And yet they they just want to cut out cars completely. They just want to ruin people's uh, like enjoyment of of, of transportation. <laughs> so when when you tell me how my week was, it's it's been awful, Andy. That's that's the truth. We've gone from last season saying you didn't want to get hit by a bus to this season saying you fucking hate the bus. No, I'd rather get hit by a car now. <laughs> at, at least the car is valid. You know what I mean. Yeah, Kieran, my week's been grand. We had the big kickoff of the Premier League coming back, which was uh, delightful to an extent. It was enjoyable to have it back, wasn't something, something to uh, enjoy. I oh, yes, yeah. good for people that can enjoy it and not have to wait in traffic all day <laughs> and not get back ready to matches. But, um, yeah, I had, I had a grand week, Kieran. I was meant to be covering the Shells and Pats game yesterday, but um, Pats decided to stay in Sofia for, for a piss-up, so... That's why it wasn't uh, it got postponed for anyone who who isn't aware. So that's why I didn't get to cover. But I was at the match on Saturday for Shells against P Mount in the FAO Cup. Shells ran out three two winners. Two 0 down at one stage as well. It looked like a cracking game to be it fair. Was a fucking little game. Like I know I know you're a bit disappointed that you didn't get to do the the men's game for the Bulgaria because of the Bulgaria yeah. team. But that game looked like a crack game. The women's game more than made up for it. I have to say it was a cracking game of football. We had the American dream. The American Olympic the hero, the phenom, the American Olympic hero, um, Heather O'Reilly, got her, made her first home start for um, Shells, like a three-time Olympian. Like, it's a bit fucking mad. Though, I don't understand. She's who rocking you. up at Talca Park like, because Shells are playing Champions League, so she wants to play Champions League. Right. And Arsene Wenger said to go to Shelbourne soon, so that's why she's here. I'm telling, I'm not telling no fibs when I say this. That's why she's in Talca Park playing for Shells. <laughs> But um, have you seen Arson watching in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed the Arson Wenger advised her to go to Shelts really to play Champions League football. Is that true for now? That's a hundred percent. It's from the horse's mouth, from Heather's mouth herself. Like right. that's what she said. Um, and uh, shout out to Michael Scott because he he loved <laughs> something like that. Only <laughs> um, and that's what that's what Heather said to uh, the Shells media team last week. Um, really good game though. Shells were two 0 down, came back to win three two. Um, myself and Shauna on commentary again shout out to Shauna I think she I'm pretty sure she listens to a few of the shows and um, we had a fan on Twitter Kieran. some some fella from Galway <laughs> decided to tweet at the um, uh, WNL Women's League on um, Women's National League excuse me on Twitter saying <laughs> about me speaking about me and Shauna saying um, the commentators in this match are woeful have the telly on mute <laughs> And it's funny because me and Sean often say things on commentary like, Jesus, it could be worse. You could be sat at home listening to us. So it was it was life imitating art. <laughs> and um, I wouldn't yeah. indulge those people. I don't know. Come here, look at Shout out to Damien because I hope you enjoyed the commentary. <laughs> but uh, it was a good win for Shells in the end. Um, and yeah, that's kind of been my week. I was fuming about not covering the match on Sunday, I have to say, because uh, I was looking forward to it. But hopefully that opportunity comes up again soon, Kieran. Your time will come. Moving on now, Kieran, to our second edition of um, a new segment we like to call Jersey of the Week. Kieran, you're looking at the jersey right now. Yeah, it's sort of starstruck by it. It's a nice jersey, isn't it? Yeah. It'll tell you what, the, the brand sort of looks like a, a DHL brand, but it's yeah, Pirelli. 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 Mm. So this week's 
jersey of the week is the Inter Milan away kit from 2019-2020. It's a, it's a modelled off Pirelli. Um, it has the iconic Pirelli logo on it, yellow and red. But it's a black and yellow jersey as well, which I think is... It's fairly fucking nice aesthetic-wise, isn't it? It's fairly Wiz Wiz Khalifa, Adzi. Yeah, it's nice, yeah. Black and yellow. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful. Basically, the story behind the shows is, Kieran, this week, is I, before COVID happened, 2019, December, I was in New York with my family, with my dad and my man, Dave. Very nice. And there was a big fuck-off world soccer store on Times Square Mm. with authentic jerseys like so. And I had an option between this and another jersey of the week that'll probably come up in the coming months' time, maybe, but a, a blue strip Atletico Madrid jersey. So I went, yeah, I'll go for the blue Atletico jersey because it was nice. And I was, I never got this one, and I was quite disappointed. Wow. So during lockdown, and as the namesake just pseudo two five zero, um, we were getting loads of money off the government. Shout out to the government for um, you know, uh, what was it called? PUP. Yeah, it's the only show you're getting as well. Yeah. <laughs> We were getting the PUP Kieran, and I don't know about yourself, but I didn't save any of it. I spent money on jerseys because yeah, I spent on stupid shit. Mm, and yeah, you only realise how stupid it is now when you're like looking at stuff. My house is full of shit, like jer- like old jerseys and stuff. Now I love them, but this is what I'm using them for now. And this jersey, the Inter Milan Pirelli away kit, twenty nineteen twenty. I couldn't get it anywhere, Kieran. I couldn't get it absolutely anywhere online, and I got my good friend Cottle. Shout out to Cottle Brennan because he's another fan of the show and his brothers Kieran and uh, Colm. Cottle is a wizard with DHK and I don't know if anyone doesn't know DHK is a website where you can get authentic jerseys made for like like not made they're sent out to you obviously but they're they're replicas so they're not right. authentic. So this is a replica jersey of this Inter Milan Pirelli kit but doesn't look quite fucking real. Yeah I mean that's very realistic. Like, would you be able to tell the difference? No. Pause the point I'm making. No. Um, yeah, show it's called for that. And it's a lovely jersey. And uh, do, you, do you know what? You probably wear that in the night out. It's that slick. And it might get a run out at some stage. But yeah, that's our second edition of Jersey of the Week, Kieran. <coughs> we'll move on now to the big kickoff. Premier League. Kicked off on Friday with Crystal Palace against Arsenal. Um, Arsenal ran out 2-0 winners in the end not going to lie I was quite underwhelmed by Arsenal in some senses and then in other ways I was really impressed with them I think the first thing I think that's really noticeable about about them is how quick out the traps they were you know they really put um, Palace under a lot of pressure they got 1-0 up through a Martinelli goal from a corner and to be honest with you they didn't look like they were causing too many problems after that like I thought Palace dealt fairly well with what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the day, you look at Arsenal themselves, I thought Saliba was immense, which we'll probably get on to. Um, I thought Jesus was very good as well. I did, but here's here's what I... He blanked. He didn't get an assist or a goal. And that first half an hour, he was immense, I thought. Yeah, but I think he put... was Did he put through... Um, yeah. He laid Odegaard on the plate. Oh, and Odegaard and decided to pass. So it's not his fault yeah. he didn't get an assist, True. in my opinion. He's very good on the day. And I think over the course of the season, we will see how good he's going to be. Speaking of Arsenal, though, <clears throat> I think all the Arsenal sides would have crumbled under that pressure that Palace put them under. So I think that's probably the most impressive thing about Arsenal in that game, that they just, would, they just withstood the pressure and... They didn't crumble, which is very impressive, I think. 
I think yeah, I think Arsenal played like the last few times of the Friday night kick off the first weekend of the season yeah. and they lost. So yeah. last season was Brentford, wasn't it? And they got yeah. beaten two 0 Um and Leicester the season before or the season mm. before that. Um oh yeah, I think it's it's a good thing for Arsenal that they started well. Anyway. I don't think Palace were that good though. I think the Palace looked very poor to me. Mm. And they looked leggy. And I think I brought up last week that they played nine pre-season games. Mm. I just wonder, was that a bit too much? Yeah, I don't know if you heard the reason why for that now, because the Palace squad was split in two. Okay. Because I think some of them couldn't get into Australia with, due to COVID. Okay. So there was some left at home and then some that went away. One player for Palace, who I don't know how he's still playing with them, is Ayu. Uh, oh yeah, he's poor. I think he's really poor. Are, are you having a laugh? That's why I call him, because he's absolutely dog. <laughs> I, I don't know how he how he gets a game like it's really bad. He's very him. slow as well. You expect a winger to be a bit quicker than he is. Mm. Like he pops up with the odd goal and fair enough. But I just think his distribution in general is very poor. And I think the, the just adding to the uh, Palace attack, Ezzy was quite poor. He was wasteful oh, he for that goal. He had a really good chance. Really good goal. chance. Mm. Um, and Zaha as well for me was a bit ball hoggerish. Mm. That's a word. Yeah, I mean I don't know if it is, but I'll I'll accept your word for it. Yeah, I, I feel like there was a few instances where he could have put the ball in earlier. I think Zaha, he has, he's like a petulant child, to be honest. I mm. think he, when it's not going his way, he really lets people know it's not going his way. And like To be honest with you, he has great ability, he has good quality, but I think at times he just, he's, just, he just, he's really poor sometimes, you know what I mean? And I think the fact that no big club has come in from since United says a lot about him mm. rather than a lot about the other teams, you know? Yeah. Um, Quick touch on William Saliba. What a player. Oh yeah, good game. Really, really good performance from him. He looked so... Um, I think Gabriel looked good beside him as well. True. And Ben White on the other side as well. was, mm. was decent as well. Just a few shouts on the Instagram because I did put up a little question box after the Arsenal game trying to get people's thoughts. Um, what game? Anderson, Master Race, says one listener. Very good player, yeah. Yeah. The he, passing range is very that's good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, I, I think Carragher... I don't know if you heard Jamie Carragher mention it. No. But he kept saying he was like Ronald Koeman. And I say that because Carragher said it about seven times. He kept saying, man, he's like Ronald Koeman. All right, Jamie, relax. He's not like Ronald Koeman, for fuck's sake. Anyways, Dave says, Arsenal impressive. They would have previously folded under the pressure. Yeah, I think yeah. That's, that's a fair shoot. Um, Ian said, Crystal Palace are finishing 14th for the 10th season in a row. Yeah, it's, it's a I bit had of, them there in my predictions. It's a bit of, yeah, I think I did as well. I think it's a bit of mid-table obscurity. You know? I don't think they... I think they have enough quality to stay up. Yeah, I think Patrick Vieira will be really tested this season in regards to his philosophy and style of play and stuff. Not having Gallagher as well as a big team. But. I thought Ducore was very good actually for Palace. Ducore, he yeah. Around a lot. He's only young. But yeah, I think missing Gallagher is going to be big this season. Could be a long one. And then obviously we have shout out to Darravel and Man City Sport saying, Jesus dropped a seven and getting treated like Ronaldo number nine. Ronaldo, Ronaldo Nazario. It's crazy. Now, he's a Man City sport, so he probably would know a bit more about Jesus than we would. Mm. And I tend to agree. I didn't think... I thought he was good. Don't get me wrong. I thought he was very good, but I thought he, he could have... like There was times in the game where he, you know, he could have passed the ball at a different stage. And I just thought oh, like he's going to bang goals, isn't he? He's going to get goals. But I thought he looked really good, to be honest. Mm. No, that's fair. I thought, I thought he did as well, but mm. I think people are maybe overrating it a tad bit, but he is going to get goals this season, Carl. Yeah. We will move on to the Saturday half twelve kickoff. Come on, Mitro's on fire! Can't believe it! I can't <laughs> believe Mitro's got two goals on Saturday. Um, 
Liverpool 2 Fulham 2 and if we had done a predict and I obviously I still think Fulham are going down just for what it's worth but if we had have predicted this game last week I, I would have I would have said Liverpool maybe scrape a win but we never do well in Craven Cottage like we never last season Fulham were up obviously during Covid we drew one all away in Craven Cottage and they beat us 2-0 at Anfield like Fulham there's something about Fulham and Liverpool like, I don't know what it is mm. Um, it's but, always bloody Fulham <laughs> you know the way there's that one Premier League team that always, like you said to me about Everton and Chelsea yeah, Goodison. Goodison there's always that one team that you kind of go and you're kind of like mm, I don't know about that um, and Fulham for me are that team for Liverpool I remember years ago Clint Dempsey scoring two against Liverpool for Fulham and I was sitting it was on Satanta excuse me it was on Satanta Sports throwback throwback Satanta Sports <laughs> 2007 2008 season Three o'clock kickoff. I was sitting there with my dad and they've gone, who the fuck is this guy? Some American fella rocking up scoring two goals. The original phenom. The original phenom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I thought Liverpool throughout looked really lethargic. Um, they lacked urgency. Like we seen in the game against Man City, Kieran, there was some, there was that great intensity to the game. And I don't know if it, if it was a case of Liverpool might have thought, oh look, we can rock up to Fulham and you know we can get a result, which... Dave said that to me. He said that's what he thought it was. I I thought at times I thought Fulham's pressing was very good actually. To be fair, I think Fulham played like I didn't expect Fulham to perform so well this early in the season. Mm. Um, so it's it's very um it's a testament to how good they played that they were they were two one up and one nil up at times. But mm. I don't think Liverpool were very sharp in especially no, that, that's, in the, that's exactly in the midfield areas. You know, um, and it's, Mar- it's the Marco Silva effect as well. He always turns up against Liverpool. He done it for Hull way back when. Tom Huddleston scored a goal. Then he got his head shaved. I don't know if you remember that with the Afro. Mm. And then at Everton, he, this was the Origi game. Shout out to Dubok that he scored in the last minute. That was the Marco Silva Everton team. Mm. And they had umpteen chances in that game to beat Liverpool. That's how good Silva had Everton playing. Shout out Noel King. <laughs> and that's everything, you know what I mean? Um and they nearly won at Anfield and that would have been massive for him he always turns up against Liverpool and yeah I wasn't I wasn't overly surprised Trent defending for the first goal shocking uh, like it's just bad defending Mitro gets up on him gets the head in 1-0 Fulham um, Liverpool strike back through Darren Nunes which it was a good finish as well cross in from Salah a little flick with the right foot into the back of the net um, he tried it earlier in the game as well so you, you could tell that he was looking for that goal and then Fulham again and it's Matt to passing the ball out and it's picked up by I think it's Cabano on the left side and he just plays to Mitrovic and Mitro against Van Dijk and this is I couldn't believe this like, and mm. I, I was on commentary when this was going on so I actually didn't see it but it, was, it came up on my phone Fulham penalty and then from a Liverpool journal it said uh, Mitro or Van Dijk takes down Mitrovic and I was like no way that's after yeah. happening looked at a match of the day there's people saying it wasn't a penalty it is a penalty yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Van Dijk lover but Mitrovic gets the ball past it's a lazy leg it's a, yeah, yeah and that's what it was and that's, I think if you're summing up Liverpool's performance it was lethargic now looking at the game overall I think we create more clear cut chances to win the game like we hit the post with Diaz and Anderson um, hits the crossbar as well in the last minute so if we had a one, you would have went. Fulham probably deserved more than a. Fulham probably deserved more than to lose there. We didn't win. Fulham got the draw, and I think they absolutely deserved it. Yeah, um, I we the thing about Mitrovic as well is we know he, he has that potential. 
but he's never yeah. really lived up to the prophecies. And that's that's the weird thing about yeah. it. Like I think like I think Serbia against Ireland that time when he chipped yeah. Travers like, and made him look like a fool. He's not and, a fool. Like. And like this is the thing with Mitrovic. If he if he can turn it on, Fulham have a real player in their hands. But we yeah. don't know if he can do it in the Premier League. I still don't think. I don't think he gets more than. 12 goals this season for Fulham I really don't I don't think he's going to bang them in personally No, that's not to say he's not a good player but I, I, I don't know I was really surprised on Saturday with that and look at another opening goal day for Salah as well I think that's six in a row so look it just rolls on Mohamed Salah just does what he wants in the Premier League doesn't he? he's a very good player but mm-hmm. um, Mitro yeah I think Mitro if he can get going I think Fulham have a really player in their hands but I, I can't see him get more than 12 goals let's say yeah move on yeah. Spurs 4 Southampton 1 No goals for Son or Kane So shout out to anyone Who has, has them In the fancy football Who are Fuming like myself um, Kulisevsky 1 goal and assist for him James Ward-Prowse Opens the scoring early on A lovely <laughs> A lovely Goal Volleys it into the ground And it goes in Past Lloris And he does the Kieran McGrath celebration Doesn't he Shout out to you With the golf swing um, and then Southampton kind of capitulated a bit didn't they thought Spurs looked really good surprise surprise Southampton capitulating true um, <laughs> yeah as you said Kulisevsky a goal and assist and they were really good his goal was lovely Kula Kula <laughs> give me give me give me a ginger from Sweden did you ever hear that song yeah I have yeah um, I fell for Gavin Bazunu in goal for Southampton he made a wonderful save from a Harry Kane shot that could have easily gone in. I think Salisu gets the own goal as it's 2-1. And it's comical defending. I've no idea what he's doing at he all. He touches it into his own net. It's fucking dreadful. Um, and I think at 2-1, you might have fancied Southampton to get a goal back or to, to nick something, maybe a draw. But when that third goal goes in, it's like, oh, well, that's it. We're not getting two. We might get one, but we're not getting two. But yeah, good result for Spurs. We will be previewing the Chelsea Spurs game to end this week's episode, of course. So yeah, keep an ear out for that. Um, everything nil. Chelsea won. I'm not gonna like her. We know Dave was at it. We know Sen was at it. Shout out to Woodley as well. He was at it. And then what's what's your man's name? Sen's friend Jack. Jack, Jack was at yeah. it as well. What what a what a fine quartet of men to go to. <laughs> everything to watch. Chelsea win one nil. Um, every single one of them said it was a terrible game of football though Ma Cucurella and that was that was the highlight was the Cucurella chance um, Dwight McNeil plays like Dwight True you know what I mean he's terrible at football um, that's so hard <laughs> it's very true it's very true um, a good away win for Chelsea Jorginho penalty of course got it after who was that got taken down Chilwell got Chilwell, taken yeah. down and um, yeah but awful injury to Godfrey as well which was so unnecessary like how it happened <laughs> he passed the ball back to Pickford and the ball goes out like if I'm Pickford and the ball goes out just let it go out because this is what it causes you know what I mean now I'm not saying it's his fault but he keeps the ball in then Godfrey comes back to defend and I don't know who he was defending against but he just he does his own ankle in like and then like, okay it's contact sport these things happen but I felt it was very unnecessary but yeah good good away win for Chelsea Jorginho with the penalty what were your thoughts, Karen? I know you watched it back. Um, yeah, obviously we didn't see too much of this game because we were busy dealing with the madness that was Trevino. We had got it on at the party. We did. We did. did. Obviously, Thiago Silva won man of the match. It looked like he was sensational in the game. Looking at some of the some of the stats, 83 touches for him, 62 passes, 304 aerial duels won, 3 interceptions, 4 clearances. 
and he turns 38 next month. He was three years older than any other player that started on Saturday. Mendy also looked back to good enough form. He made a few good saves. But yeah, I think Tuchel will be very happy with the clean sheet and a win to start the season. Yeah, and Everton's a tough, notoriously a tough place for Chelsea to go to. Of course, they lost was it 2-0 last season. Yeah, it's always well, bogey. Goodison, so it was a tough, tough place to start the season. But yeah, good win for Chelsea. And it's out of the way now. It is. Um, Chelsea, of course, bringing in Cucurella for 60 million, I think it was. Yeah, a big What do you think about that? Um, it's a lot to live up to. I think he's a very good player, though. Mm. Um, I think technically he's very good. Um, he can play both positions, left centre-back and left wing-back. Mm. He do, he done so for Brighton last season as well, in a back-five system. Um, and when I seen him in Stamford Bridge in December, I remember Tanroy because he was on our side yeah. in the second half. And he sw- I think he swung the ball in for Welbeck that time to score the goal. Yeah. And I remember telling, saying to Rory, he is terrorising us on this side. Yeah. And I would love him at Chelsea mm-hmm. to replace Alonso or something like that. Yeah. And lo and behold. Subsequently, Chilwell as well will be dropped maybe if Kukrell comes in though. Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of Brighton, we move on now to the Sunday game. <laughs> do, 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 do. Brighton. Oh no, it's back. <laughs> Brighton 2, <laughs> Manchester United 1, and that's why United fans' reactions were to that. Oh no, it is back. Um, typical United. What what in the name of Jays like, was that gutless performance from a lot of them? I think the midfield, are, they're just absent. Like McTominay, I don't know how he's still playing for United. I mean, he's a passion merchant. He's very little talent. Not, not very little talent. You have to have talent to play in the top league. But going forward, he's very little quality. You know what I mean? I just think he... He takes away more from United than he gives, and I think that that's a problem. You know what I mean for a team like United. Um, compared to Brighton's midfield of Lalana and Caicedo in particular, Caicedo was unbelievable all game. Like you're thinking of United get being linked with players, and we'll talk about who they're linked with now in a minute. You're talking about midfielders, and they're looking for De Jong off United, and that or off off Barcelona, excuse me, and that's a whole another scenario at the minute. But why can't they pick out a player like Caicedo? And I know you're going to say it's the recruitment and the, recruit- the recruitment's bad. But Caicedo was... They, Brighton have unearthed a gem. You know, they lost they lost their best player potentially in Basuma and after bringing in Caicedo. Well, Caicedo was there in January last season. Mm. You know what I mean? And well, I feel it's it's Brighton's recruitment as well. Like, he, he came in in January, mm. hasn't really started for them. And then just... Start a new season, they lose Basuma. Yeah, doesn't matter to us. Not a bother to him. Comes in and Caicedo wins. Yeah, does a job like. Yeah, um, and a lot of the best teams have that sort of recruitment, where they sort of bed the player in yeah, gradually. It's, it's forward thing. It's forward yeah. preparation, isn't it? It's not. It's not. Um, it's not being reactive. Panic boys. Yeah, it's being yeah. Pro- proactive. Like you've seen Liverpool with with Diaz bringing Diaz in. He's the Sadio Mane's replacement. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Um, that's the kind of things that clubs have to do, and even Man City losing. Um, Jesus they have Alvarez lined up and then Haaland comes in Sterling goes like this is how top clubs work and I'm not saying Brighton are at a level of Man City and Liverpool yeah the, who knows Potter's a great manager if they get there one day who knows it looks awful it's an awful reflection on you know, on how United operate just on Ten Hag and McTominay I think it's uh, it's not right that he has to rely on a player like McTominay True. Um, and the fact that He's not really being backed, is is worrying for United considering they brought him in. 
to start something new. He probably needs more backing than he's getting. And I think this player I'm going to say now, who's being linked with United, former Stoke City player, Austrian international Marco Nautovic, is being linked with a move to United to play up front. Now, I don't know if you if you if you know this, but United have brought in Benny McCarthy. So Benny McCarthy is playing for Blackburn mm. as part of the backroom staff. They've brought in Tom Huddleston to coach you in the twenty ones. They're bringing in Marco Arnautovic now. I'm half expecting them to sign Titus Bramble as well. This has all the hallmarks for an awful season of the Premiership years. Um, what what's going on? You know what I mean? I don't know. Arnautovic coming in, and it's it's been typical of United in recent years. You know, Cavani, you know, Igalo, these kind of players. It's it's short term operation. You know what I mean? You have to be thinking long term. Um, Manchester City two, West Ham nil. Haaland, Haaland. The Erling Haaland show. What a player. <laughs> what a player. Um, the second goal in particular. The ball by De Bruyne. That's going to happen, I'd say, at least 15 times this season. That ball down the, the right-hand channel. Haaland's going to set himself with his left foot and bang it in. Um, I don't think there's many teams going to stop Haaland this season. And West Ham are a team as well who are defensively good. Now, there was a lot in the game. like People were talking about the heat in London, etc. You know, that adds to it, of course, but... There's no preparation for a player like Haaland. You're not playing tennis here. It's football. Mm. You know what I mean? There's no preparation for a player like Haaland. And um, him himself and De Bruyne are going to have a field day this season. Yeah, I think his movement, the level of his movement is scary as well. Like The scary thing is he could have had, what, six or seven? But for the chances he missed. Yeah, there was a a chance where um, it was De Bruyne again from the right-hand side crossing in. And I think had he run, like I to be honest with you, he has to back himself because he is very quick. Like he has to back himself to get that run on the defender. He doesn't need to go before. Like he can, he can go exactly when the ball is being played. Like he, he has that pace. The Brian plays it in, and it's as if he goes to the ball late, finds his way to Gundogan, and Gundogan side foots it wide. That's one opportunity, and that's his hat trick if he gets that. You know what I mean? So he had three or four more after that, though, as well. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's. I think he could he could rack up thirty or forty this season if he stays fit. Mm. It's it's mad, and his dad left five minutes to go in the game. Yeah, he turned the plate as well. <laughs> Very nice. Mm. The rest <laughs> of the Premier League this weekend: Bournemouth two, Aston Villa nil. Um, Jefferson Lerma, very good performance from him. He got the goal, of course. Kiefer Moore. Kiefer Moore got the goal as well. Um, I'm a big fan of Lerma, and he's a midfielder, Colombian. I wouldn't be opposed to having him in the Liverpool team because I, I I've always kind of rated him since he's gone to Bournemouth. But yeah, good result for Bournemouth. Yeah, Villa dominated possession as well, so not a great result for them. Leeds 2, Wolves 1. Um, not much to say here other than Jesse Marsh and Bruno Lausch having a bit of a scrap at the end. Um, Marsh said post-game, I was going to do an American accent there, <laughs> I'm not going to. Marsh said post-game that uh, it was nothing, it was, it was a heat of the moment. Um, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But um, yeah, good result for Leeds, really good result for Leeds actually. Yeah, um, I thought the Podence goal was really nice as well, mm. um, but obviously they lost, so it didn't matter. Newcastle two, Forest nil. Um, what a goal by Fabian Scher, who believes in life after love. Really good player. Well, it's a shout out to Scher. I don't know if you know that. Do you believe in life after love? Yeah. Um, Wilson's goal as well. The big fucking chip over the keeper. Wilson from um, what's that film? Castaway. James yeah. Castaway with um. The American football. Yeah, what's, what's, who's in that? Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. Tom Hanks. Where he's cast away on, a, on an island. Mm. That's the plot of the film if you want to watch it. Mm. Uh, no spoilers. Yeah. Um, Lingard was shite as well. 
I seen a stat of his online and like it was like Jules it was like Jules won chances created um, or successful chances created and then like successful dribbles and it was all zero so he should probably get off TikTok and start practicing football a bit more Leicester 2 Brentford 2 what a goal by Kieran Dewsbury Hall what a player yeah um, cracking name as well actually very good name and it's funny about him like uh, I think he only broke into the team when he was in his like he was in the development squad and I think he was only 23 or 24 when he mm. broke into the team so it's it's a nice story yeah um, but yeah good good, good um, kind of resolve from Brentford to get back into it. Ivan Tony with a goal um, and I think we kind of expect Brentford to struggle this season because of now Christian Eriksen but that was a good result for them and they're after bringing in uh, Mikael Damsgaard yeah that seems like it's happening anyways yeah um, be a good sign he'd be a very good sign but yeah that, that's kind of the week that was in the Premier League crown we're going to go for our God of the Week our first God of the Week of the season for anyone who was listening last season you, you may remember yeah who are you going for? Um, I'm going to go for um, I'm tempted to go for Thiago Silva but I'm, I'm going to go for Kulazeski off Spurs yeah good show um, I'm going to go with Caicedo off Brighton I thought he was unbelievable to turn up to Old Trafford the way he did and just run the game that's a big deal and I think people try and make it out to be not as big a deal as what it is it's tough for a young player to go to Old Trafford regardless of how many United are playing and to boss it the way he did was, was very good yeah. um, your goal of the week Kieran. I'm going to go for Podence oh, for the Wolves um, another one that was into the ground sort of like James Ward Prowse but it's yeah. just the way it hit the ground and then hit the bar afterwards mm. I think it was nice and saucy Hmm. well described for lack of a better term yeah. I'm going to go with Nunes' goal I thought it was a lovely flick he tried it moments beforehand and Rolex saved if you don't succeed once try and try again and he did and it was a good goal it was deflected though no it wasn't it was, was it? like flick right for flick and it went in it looked deflected no no it wasn't no. deflected no no, no. This fellow Ronaldo is a cod. And our first cod of the week this week is... Mohamed Salisu. As we said, I, I've, I've no idea what he was doing. I really don't know what he was doing. It was just really bad defending. I've no a professional footballer doing that in this day and age. On the first day of the season, you've had whole pre-season. And the first thing you do with the season is kick into your own net. Poor Gavin Bazoon is what I say. Hassan Hull wearing a shift fucking... Um, waistcoat again hopefully he gets sacked I don't want to wish anyone to be jobless now that's awful but I'll, if there was anyone yeah it would be him <laughs> there's another guest that's not coming from the podcast <laughs> so last season one of our acclaimed segments of the show of course was Euro Trash Euro Treasure and we're not, we're not going to do that this year. Yeah, sad. Is, is that okay? It's the end of an era. It is the end of an era. But we have a new segment where we're going to run down this week's football around the world. Because that's what the segment's called, Kieran. Did you like that? Around the world, around the world. Shout out to Daft Punk, whose music we're going to use, who haven't said yes to it, but we will use it anyways. Um, so yeah, this week, Kieran, it's called Around the World in 60 Seconds. Will I, will I say time starts now? Yeah, okay, yeah. So this is like a question of sport in a, to a certain extent, if you ever watch on BBC. I'm Sue Barker, as he. Adam Leonard, your time starts now. 60 seconds. <laughs> Around the world in 60 seconds, Luis Suarez scores his first goal in his return to Nacional in Uruguay 
MLS news, Jorginho Chiellini decided to play volleyball for LAFC versus Real Salt Lake in a 4-1 win. Gareth Bale was also on the score sheet. One of our own, Aaron Malloy, with another man of the match performance with a goal and assist in a 3-1 win from Memphis 9-1 over Hartford Athletic. League oh, returned oh, with a PSG with PSG getting a 5-0 away win over newly promoted Claremont Foot. Messi getting two goals, including an overhead kick, which was beautiful. Bundesliga returned as well with a 6-1 away win for Bayern Munich over Europa League champions Eintracht Frankfurt. Sadio Mane opened his account for Bayern in the first half. And lastly, last week saw wins in Europe for League of Ireland sides Shamrock Rovers, who won 3-1 against North Macedonian side Skupi, and St. Patrick's Athletic, who won 1-0 away in Bulgaria against CSK Sofia, but decided to save Sofia for the weekend. Sligo were beaten 5-1 away by Viking Three, in Norway. 2-1. That was impressive. That was quite impressive. I feel like I need a lie down after that, Kieran. <laughs> I was trying hard not to laugh at Skloopy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the longest I've ever lasted, Kieran. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was our new segment. And it was a good... I, I enjoyed know, that. I quite enjoyed that. Next week is your turn, Kieran. All right. So you better get fucking prepared. <laughs> so moving on now, Kieran, to our first preview of the season. Um, this week, Kieran... Our first preview of the season is going to be Chelsea versus Spurs in Stamford Bridge. Oh, I can only predict what's going to happen here, Adzi. <laughs> a big game for Chelsea and Spurs alike. Spurs, of course, with the 4-1 win the weekend, as we said, and Chelsea with the 1-0 win away at Everton. Um, I suppose, first of all, Cran, we'll look at last season's fixtures, which saw Chelsea win both games in Stamford Bridge. Um. 2-0 on both occasions as well in the Premier League and the League Cup respectively and then away from home against Spurs it was 3-0 and 1-0 last season now I think it's fair to say things have slightly changed slightly yeah this season with Spurs' investment um, new manager of course Conte is there and but things have changed for Chelsea as well they've, they've lost Lukaku they've brought in a few new signings so it's going to be interesting to see how this game pans out um, you are our resident Chelsea's poor so you, you can let me know what you think is going to happen in this game who's going to prevail I suppose between Spurs and Chelsea the weekend and we have a few of our Instagram followers chiming in as well so yeah Kieran, take us away um, personally I can't see past Chelsea in this game if I'm honest I'm being completely unbiased as well um, I think Spurs have invested well but this game is at Stamford Bridge Simple answer to the question is that Spurs have won once at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League era. 2018. So, <laughs> quite simply, I think Chelsea are going to win this game. Um, so there's my answer. Is it is it a case of the Jorginho Chiellini's, which is uh, the history of the Tottenham? <laughs> I suppose so, yeah. I mean, uh, no doubt Spurs have improved the squad tenfold. Like, uh, Session looks good with left wing back. I think that Dyer has improved under Conte. Um, I think their right wing back situation with Emerson and Darty is good enough as well. Um, Jed Spence as well. Yeah, Jed Spence and obviously that front three of uh, Kuluzeski who's performed brilliantly and Kane and Son as well. You can never really put past them. But I don't think we're... Well, how would I phrase this? I don't think that that means that we can't cope with them. As Adam said, um, we've beaten them four times last season. Mm. So... That, that proves in the pudding yeah you know I mean I think psychological edge with Chelsea having consistently beaten Spurs at Stamford Bridge is, is a big factor in this game 
have I got a score prediction for me actually it won't be as straightforward as previous seasons mm. this game I think it's going to be a 1-0 win or something more like that goals from goals from Jorginho penalty yeah very I mean <laughs> that's not that's not the like we've got a few people saying the same thing on the Instagram I know that I will look at that I will share their responses now for me I think I think Conte is going to return to the bridge and I think he's going to get a win I think it's probably a bit out there because because of Chelsea's home form against Spurs I think Spurs are very um, under Conte very well drilled side much better than what they have been in years gone by I think the trail front of Son Kane and Kulisevsky is, is frightening isn't it you know what I mean and like you look at the investment that Spurs have made the likes of Charleston, Perisic etc good players now I, I do think they're potentially a tad, over, tad bit overrated but good investments nonetheless um, I think Spurs might have too much for Chelsea on this day and Ch- yeah. Chelsea's lack of trek going forward I think uh, if to counter argument our lack of trek going forward you could argue that our defence is a lot stronger than Spurs. Yeah, that's that's completely um, fair enough. Even losing Christensen and Rudiger, I think the investment with Koulibaly and Kukurea mm. uh, makes up for it. And I think keeping Aspilicueta as well is big. Mm. Um, and obviously Thiago Silva was immense last week. So I think you can sort of counter-argument Spurs' track going forward with our good defence. And I think that's why we won those games against Conte last season. Yeah. is because of that solidity and sort of uh, defensive... Um, compactness in mm. defence that, that's fair enough I, I just think on this day I just think Spurs love too much I think yeah. the 4-1 win on the first day of the season without Kane and Son really getting kicking into gears uh, could be a problem for Chelsea if, if like if they decide to turn it on this week it could be a problem I, again I think it'll be a tight affair I do think there'll be a few goals in it though I do think there'll be a few goals I don't think it'll be I don't think it'll be 1-0 I, I'm, I'm leaning towards maybe 2-1 3-1 to Spurs um, you know Kulabali's first game at Stamford Bridge is going to be a very interesting one um, and look he's one of the best defenders in the world Thiago Silva we know all about Thiago Silva there's not much more we can say at this point he's a very great defender as well but I just think I just fancy Spurs not not literally but I fancy them in this game have you got a favourite Chelsea Spurs moment? Battle of the Bridge mm. hand down I think definitely that goal from Hazard in such a terrible season for us Mm. <laughs> it was such a highlight for me that yeah. was the goal that won Leicester the league as well <laughs> yeah. wasn't it um, yeah we have a lot of shouts for that shout out to Keane Murray who said one all draw between Chelsea and Sports Weekend he said Harry Kane and Jorginho to be on the score sheet and he also said Hazard's goal to win Leicester the league is his mm-hmm. favourite Chelsea uh, Chelsea Sports won't excuse me Jerry says them kicking the living folk out of each other in 2016 <laughs> Clattenburg refusing to send anyone off which is the ball at the bridge um, we have Ian saying when Spurs were booting them off the pitch a few years ago that was Lille <laughs> and 2-1 to Spurs um, Dave also says 2-1 to Spurs Chelsea don't look like they know what to do with the ball now Dave as we said was there on Saturday and I think a problem Chelsea might have this season is, is how pragmatic they can be like they're in the mark for a midfielder and obviously an attacker I think Frank De Jong would change that midfield Hmm. I like, think we need someone to put Sterling through in those runs. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not really creative enough. Um, Senon says, unsurprisingly, 3 0 Chelsea. Cucurella masterclass could happen. Uh, Woodley, who was over there at the Chelsea game as well, says, 2 1 to the Cucurella boys. 
Cucurella has made such um, an impression on Chelsea fans. And he's played about half an hour of football. It's because his, his, his luscious Spanish locks, isn't it? Gary says 2 on the Spurs and his favourite Chelsea Spurs moment was a four-all draw in 2008. Robbie Keane equally. Cracking I game. think I remember that. Cracking second. game, yeah. I remember League Cup game. Spurs beat Chelsea in the League Cup, didn't they? I think so, yeah. I think that was that year, yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, they had a bit of uh, voodoo off of that season. Yeah. But yeah, that's thanks for joining us on YouTube. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify, you'll hear the last Get It Out segment, so be sure to tune in. <laughs> Our last segment of the show. Get It Out! Shout out to... Alberto Moreno. Kieran's currently eating a fucking sticky toffee cookie at the minute. My bad. <laughs> um, get it out, Kieran, which this week has gotten a lot of responses. A lot, a lot of responses, which is good for us, but it is quick fire, so we're going to have to be quick. Yeah. First question, how bald is Eric Ten Hag? Bald. Very bald. Now here. Yeah, he's just bald. Next question is, why don't you come on over, Valerie? Valerie! <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that on Match of the Day. Did you see Alan Shearer on Match I did, of the Day? Yeah. <laughs> Very well timed. Himself and Ian, Ian Roy had that plan the whole time, didn't they? <laughs> Why don't you come on over? I love the reactions as well. Oh, stop it, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> you knew full well what he was about to do. Why, don't, why doesn't he come on over? Who? Valerie! <laughs> oh, God. Shout out to Alan Shearer. Gary. Gary Vav says, now this is a bit of a personal question, Kieran, but do you sit or stand up when wiping your arse? Also, what wiping techniques do you use? I'm not answering that. <laughs> I think that's the first time you've ever been left speechless, Kieran, on this podcast. I, I'm not, answer, not going to answer that. Like, it's just something you don't talk about. Like. <laughs> All right, okay. Ian says, best Jesse Marsh impression. <laughs> will we both do or will I do oh you can go first for anyone who's listening to the pod Kieran was quite legitimately stumped there when I asked that he's looking at me so vacantly oh god best Jesse Marsh impression I don't know what I'm doing cause Jesse Marsh does not know what he's doing I'm gonna raid or be Leipzig and uh <laughs> Or be Salzburg, because those are the clubs I was previously at. What do you mean this is soccer? I, I thought we were playing football. Yeah, Jesse Marsh is not... He's an ec- eclectic character, I suppose, would be the word I'd use. Ian says, who will come up from the championship? Bit fucking early for that, isn't it? I'm not going to answer that either. That's the wrong Jesus Christ, you're like a bleeding politician here. What do you mean you're not Next answering? Next question. No, Next I, question. Actually, I fancy Burnley. Yeah, Burnley under Vincent Company. Yeah. Yeah, started well. I'm going to go with um, Redden, because they have Shane Long. And it's a bit of a romantic story, isn't it? Shane Long. Um. Also, who who would I? I suppose who would I like to come up? I'd love QPR to come up. I like QPR. I'm gonna, I might take a trip to London. Ben Brereton. Well, he's playing for Blackburn, but yeah, Ben Brereton, Blackburn as well. I'll go Blackburn, Burnley, and QPR. Get the Premiership years going again. You know what I mean? Bring back the classics. Ian also says in line with ads again an electric picnic ticket. Well, that, that's a bit personal. Mm-hmm. Favorite Arctic Monkey song? I'll only accept you singing. So, have you got a favourite Arctic Monkey song, Kieran? I think From Ritz to Rubble is very good. Go on. Last night I used two answers and one of them were alright, the only one scary. It is me, I know. Alright, 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 all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you alright? That's the way it starts. <laughs> <laughs> what the, what do you, if he says I'm only accepting you singing, that's the way it starts. <laughs> Kieran, I don't know what that sounded like, but it didn't sound like Arctic Monkeys. 
Well, what do he asked me to say? Oh, I know, but it didn't sound like the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah, but what do you expect me to sound like? Like the Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite song, Carol, would be um, Five Oh Five. Do you know that movie? Do you know we were singing together? No, not like you sang before some. I'm going, going back, back to, to 505. If it's a seven hour flight or a 45 minute drive. I can't wait to see my EP. Yeah. Will you get a ticket and go? No. Get a ticket no. and go. Come on. Right, we have a question from Anna who says Is Superstars a great fancy football name or is it a very great name? What do you think about that? Fancy football um, addicts here, by the way, as well. I'm not going to say my name for the fancy football team because it's a bit explicit. But what do you think of that for an Superstars. Mm. I don't really have an opinion. Superstars, like, <laughs> what's, what's the context of this? Superstars. Well, obviously the team's full of superstars. Is it a good name for a team? Yeah. If it's full of superstars, I suppose it is. Um, yeah, I suppose. This is a bit of, this is a, bit of a, a tough one now to think of straight back. Now. I, I wish I had seen it earlier. But what is something cool to say to people who love football? In brackets, I am clueless. Love the podcast. Oh, that's from Anna as well. So what's something? Thanks, Anna. What's something that you would say? Something cool that you would say to someone who loves football? That's a tough. Like, it uh, is a tough question. Anna, Anna's one of them. Is very tough, so I'm not surprised that question from Anna. Um, something cool. A fan. Are you a fan of football? That's cool. Oh man, you break me heart. What would I say to someone? Something cool to say to somebody who's love football. I just probably say something like, "Do you want to go for a point to watch the match?" Something that's like social, a yeah. social aspect of it. And like, I, do you know what it is, right? There's something beautiful about beautiful about football is it unites people. Mm. You know what I mean? And like, I know for a fact, I've gone for a point with Ian. We've watched football, and we football is often like the background of what we're doing, and we're just having like DMCs and talking about life and aspirations. Yeah, like that. that's it actually. It's something really. Um, Sure it unites people like doesn't it sure we had a point there the other day and we were, we were chatting away about exactly. football and then other things yeah but I think the beauty, beauty about football is it lead like it's kind of like um, a base point for meeting up with somebody and then you can like just talk about life for friendship yeah exactly so yeah shout out yeah. to Anna for the deep questions we like them mm. because it makes us think um, for Which anyone we don't do normally true for anyone who's seen the picture online um, it's a meme Kieran of a couple lying down on a bed watching um, the Premier League and the man looks like he's being spooned by the woman. The question from Carl Brennan here is, can me and Adzi recreate this photo used for the story? And to that I say, yeah, absolutely, time and place, Carl. Let me know. Um, your brother Rory says, earliest football memory, Kieran? Mm, I think it was 2007. I wasn't really into football when I was younger. I was more of a headbanger, running around the rocks, um, jumping into seas and such. Um, that was me as a toddler but then I when the first day I got into football was I think it was the day that Chelsea played West Ham away mm-hmm. and I remember that classic white kit in 07 white um, and blue white, white and blue yeah blue shorts and black yeah yeah and that that was on the telly and I think Makalele was playing drop ball then um, and Tevez scored the first goal I specifically remember joining in and sitting down with my brother. I didn't know what the hype was about. Mm. I was like, I'll sit down and watch this now. This is what the hype was about. And I fell in love because mm. I think it was 1 0 to West Ham. Yeah. And then I think Drogba scored, Kalu scored. Mm. And it was just a 4 1 win. Yeah. And that made me fall in love with football because I, I wasn't into it at all before that. And here we are, 
14 years later with a podcast yeah I haven't stopped watching since yeah, my, my earliest memory would be um, Shells playing Hadrick Split in the Champions League qualifiers in Tolka in I think it was either 2002 or 2003 wow yeah, so you were 5 yeah I was really young at the time and this is why again like you this is why I love it another early memory I have as well is of Holland in the 2006 World Cup but that's another story um, this one in particular I remember walking into Tolka holding my dad's hand Dave was on the other side of my dad we were both holding his hands and I remember the Champions League music playing and I remember getting goosebumps on my back and my arms and everything being like why have I got goosebumps yeah. like it's just men kicking a ball around and obviously Davy Scouse scored a goal um, that put shells through and what a goal it was it was a great goal and um, yeah that'd be my earliest kind of football memory I think it was four or five at the time it's gone back a long time baby Adzi baby Adzi I still am a baby in many ways <laughs> shout out to Ben Casey um, who says Champions League predictions in what way I mean it's a bit early for predictions Ben I'm not mm. going to lie to you if you want to put this question in again in a couple of weeks time do I think draw predictions maybe yeah we always appreciate Ben's questions by the way he's yeah. always in on the Instagram DMs I think Bayern Munich are going to win it I'm going to go out on the limb and say Bayern Munich are going to win it I'm going to say Barcelona knocked out group stage yeah. and potentially Liverpool in the final hmm. oh that'd be quite fucking that'd be a nice one Liverpool born in the final Sadio Mane derby who do you think actually we'll rephrase this for now but who, who do you think would be the surprise of the Champions League the teams that have gotten through do you think Celtic will get through to the last 16 yeah I'd like to see that mm. I'd definitely be up for seeing that and I could see it happen that Angie's a very good manager Post Coglu is a very good manager for Celtic um, yeah it definitely could happen I, I think Spurs might do well as well I think I know I said Bayern Munich win it but I do think Liverpool will try their absolute best to win that because I think City will probably get a run the Champions, or the Premier League that will just blow everyone else away I do think just the gap won't be big between Liverpool and City but I do think City will win the league and I think Liverpool are more equipped to win the likes of a knockout tournament on their day I hope Bodo Glimt go far as well Bodo Glimt Um. Dave says how good will Newcastle be this season he thinks they'll get top 5 no mm, I don't know like Dave seems fairly um, rampant on this because Newcastle they haven't invested well in fairness um, I don't think they have enough I think if Wilson gets injured which he will they have Chris Wood to rely on now, St. Maxim's a very good player I think their midfield is very good with Bruno Grimaraj, um Joe Linton and Willock midfield um, but I, I don't think they'll have enough to get top five. But they could. I definitely think they'll be top half. Yeah. I'd say probably seventh is their ceiling. Mm. Top half is their um, Shout out to Shay for this one. How much would it take for you to headbutt a horse? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it depends on the context, really. We wanted, we wanted this segment to be five minutes, by the way. <laughs> We're about ten minutes into it, it. It depends what you mean by horse. No, well, it means a horse, like a bear. A literal horse. Yeah. Headbutt or a horse of a man. No, I think it means a horse. A horse. Hmm. Headbutting a horse. How much would it take? How would you headbutt a horse? By swinging your head towards it. But, but the horse would be taller than you. Well, It'd it depends. It might be a Shetland pony. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about a pony here, headbutting no, a pony. No, we're talking about a horse. Answer, answer the question. How much would it take for you to headbutt a horse? Just answer the question. Kieran. How much would it It could take anything. You, you could turn around and say a million quid. I do it. Tell you what, I do it for. Uh, I do it for the price of a mortgage. I do it for two hundred grand. I would do it for free if a, ho- a friend won. 
I would I would headbutt a horse for free if it, if it hurt you for example but if we're talking if we're talking figures I want at least a million at least a million because a horse would bleed in trampoline like yeah it'd be hard to headbutt a horse as well um, Ian says another question favourite X Factor final duet that's a very niche one I'm not going to lie final duet do you know like Alexander Bork Alexandra Bork and like Rihanna and all do you remember that oh yeah yeah that was a bit mad I think Matt Carroll done it with um Oh, what's your man's name? Ollie Morgan. How it was a. I think Matt Cardle done it with Rihanna actually. No way. Yeah, and do you know what? Alexander Burke done it with um Beyonce. That's what it was. How did they get those stars? Mm. I'm gonna go with Matt Cardle and Rihanna because it's so strange. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to answer that question because I don't, <laughs> I don't remember anything. Kane says Bruno um is greater than Kevin De Bruyne. Get back to me in here. I'll get back to you in ten, Kane, because it's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Did you see uh, De Bruyne's past earlier today? Yeah. The, what what past did Bruyne make? True. <laughs> um, Craig says, and this is the last one: if you could be a chocolate bar, what would you be? You can eat it, but you'll die eventually. Well, Craig, we all die. But which chocolate bar would you be if you were to die? Um, I'd be a curly wordy because I think it uh it it personifies my hair. So I'd, I'd like to be a curly boy. Are you bringing back the perm curl? Yeah, the, the curls. Mm. I think the skin had suited, to be fair. Ah, oh, yeah, it did, but it's it's long past. And also, curly worries are lovely. Um, I would probably go with um, a Kinder Breno. Because two bars are better than one. Yeah, that's actually a good show. Or a Twix, Twix. Maybe. Yeah, twi- oh, Twix, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's biscuit and caramel. I remember back in the day, I used to name all my teddy bears after chocolate bars. I don't know mm. why. And that's all for this week's <laughs> <laughs> uh, And look, at, it looks like we'll end on that girl. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us on this week's podcast. That got it out ran very long, much longer than what we thought. But um, yeah, we got a lot of questions though. We did, and uh, we, uh, do you know what? We enjoyed that. We enjoyed that kind yeah. of spoof. Um, thanks for joining us this week, Karan. Yeah, and the question of the week for the viewers or for the listeners is. How much would it take for you to headbutt a horse? Yeah, um, do you know what? I'll put I'll put that poll up. Yeah. Um. Thanks for joining us. As I said, be sure to check out the video on YouTube coming potentially Thursday. I think that's when we're gonna drop it. Podcast, as usual, dropped Tuesday morning. Please God. Um. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that good stuff. Plenty more stuff to come from me, myself, and Kieran over the coming weeks. We really, really do appreciate everyone's love and support. And yeah, take care. And we leave it there so we leave it there so